Welcome to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. If some days you doubt yourself and you don't know what you're doing, if you've ugly cried alone in your bedroom because you felt like you're failing, well, I just want you to know you're not alone and you have come to the right place. Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy. And I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. And I am coming on here today, just me and you, because I feel like it's important to show up for you and talk about what happened last week in Washington, D.C., and watching rioters storm the Capitol last Wednesday. And I just feel like I need to talk about it and support you on how do you talk to your kids. We're not going to be talking anything that has to do with politics. We are all in this together, and I want us to come together and to be able to be proactive and discuss how do we how do we talk to our, our kids about these things that are happening all around us? How do we take care of ourselves, and how can we actually use things that are really bad for opportunities to lean in and talk to our kids? So I felt like, you know, I really need to speak up about this and not remain silent. I kind of try to stay away from talking about anything that remotely has to do with politics, but it's not about that, right? It's not about that. It's about talking to our kids and how we can look at these things with maybe different eyes or even take something that's really bad and tragic and use it as an opportunity to lean in and talk about these difficult things and use it as a means to connect with our hearts and with the hearts of our kids. So that's what I want to talk about today. I know that sometimes our kids aren't talking about it or they roll their eyes and say, oh, mom, I'm doing fine. But the truth is that our kids can't help but be feeling things, whether they're talking about it or not. So I have some tips to share with you today about how to navigate this. You know, what do we say? How do we navigate all of this and answer their questions if they're even asking? And if they're not, and they're quiet, how do we talk about this mess? Really, when we're having a hard time ourselves processing it, when it comes to middle school and high schoolers, the conversation about these things can be taken to a deeper level. And we can actually use this as an opportunity to connect and have some of these important conversations. I want to share eight tips with you 
that I feel can be very helpful on how to have these difficult conversations. So number one, we need to talk about it. It's important to acknowledge something is happening right now and that it's disrupting for us as well as our kids. And it's easy for us to want to avoid pain and discomfort and talking about the things that are upsetting. And we need to know that even if our kids aren't talking, they are feeling it. They're stressed whether they are talking about it or not. And they are getting their information on social media. They see videos, their friends are posting, and it's affecting them more than we realize. My daughter was talking about this a couple of days ago about all the stuff that's coming into her feed, all the political information and what friends are sharing. They are seeing it. So how do we lean in and talk about it? Number two, ask open-ended questions and provide the space to express feelings, whether it be fear, sadness, confusion, or anger. Those are not bad feelings. Feelings are whatever they are. And sometimes when we're anxious and we're stressed and scared about things, we just want to shut it down. But we don't want to do that. We want to lean in and be able to give our kids that space to verbalize whatever it is. Now, they may say something that you don't like to hear, but just know that that is an expression of whatever they're feeling. Because sometimes tweens or teens might say things and they, you know, you're shocked by it. But really, it is, I want you to look at it more as it's a feeling being expressed rather than it's right or it's wrong. And we're there to to just jump in and correct it. We want to say, wow, it sounds to me like you're angry that happened. And then just be quiet and let them say more. You want to be a container for them to express their feelings. And I will tell you, once you start doing this, you're going to notice your kid's anger comes down. It's like kind of turns down the dial because you're you're express you're leaving that space for them to express whatever they're feeling. Their anxiety will dial down just by expressing. I want you to think about this when you've been upset and maybe you've flown off the handle. I know that's happened to me like maybe I'm bottling things up and then all of a sudden I hit my head on a cabinet door and I start like crying or I'm, I yell, it's really, it's a sign for me that other things are going on inside. And it's the same with our kids. Sometimes they'll react, have a really big reaction. And it's because other things are going on inside of them that they need to get out. And they don't really know how to do that responsibly all the time. So just giving them that space and permission. Also, you want to ask open-ended questions. So that would be like, hey, you know, with everything that went on last week, what are your friends, what are your friends saying about it? Have, what, have you seen stuff about it? What do you think about that? Um, do you know what's happening? How do you feel about what you're hearing and seeing? Now, you don't want to ask these questions all at once and, and just totally overwhelm them and flood them. But as things kind of crop up to just be 
checking in with them. Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling about everything that's going on? Discuss healthy ways to deal with disagreements and conflict. This is actually an opportunity. How do we want to deal with conflict in our family? Do we want to be screaming at each other? Or do we want to listen? What do you think if people were really listening to each other, what do you think would be different? Do you think there's a way that these kind of things can be avoided? Just throw out some questions for your kids to be thinking about and to be talking about. Number three, discuss how we can do good and make a positive difference in the world. Now, let me say more about this. I was around some family over the holidays, and it's really easy for people to get really critical about what's going on in the world and different people that are in different positions in government, and we can just be tearing them down and we can feel so angry. And of course, we can feel upset and angry about things and sad about what's happening. And we want to channel that into being people that want to make a difference in the world for good. So we want to get our kids to think about that. We want to think about that. Okay, I'm complaining about this, but what can I do that would make a positive difference and an impact for good? And we've seen that all around us during COVID with signs that are saying thank you to the essential workers and people doing acts of kindness. People came after the riots and were cleaning up. And the question becomes, how are we going to make a positive difference in our world? How are we going to show love and kindness towards others? Our kids need to know that just because we see politicians getting nasty or people protesting and getting violent, it doesn't define our values as a country or as a family or as an individual. We can take that and do something good. Number four, Talk to your tween or teen about the crowd mentality. Now, this is really important. Research has been done that people respond differently when they are in groups. The crowd mentality is a particularly interesting area of research, and a number of theories have been proposed as to why most people behave differently when we are a part of a crowd. And I'm not going to get into all the research, but there's also been quite a a lot of research been done around teenagers because they tend to go with the crowd and they don't have that frontal lobe developed where they have that reasoning. They are more impulsive. They tend to, they say that, I, I read this somewhere in a book where with every kid that is present, their IQ goes down one number because they just, they just don't think when they're in a group. And that can be for all of us when we're in a group and you, you hear about somebody, something bad is happening to somebody and nobody, people just kind of walk on by. We want to be talking about that with our kids and just the fact that research has been done and people tend to do things that they would not 
do if they were just alone. This is to raise your teenager self-awareness and to really think about where might I be going along with the crowd and not agreeing with what I'm doing, but I'm scared to stand up. And you can talk about yourself and how you notice maybe when something's going on and somebody's gossiping about somebody and talking and you don't like it, but you don't speak up or you know, where you've noticed when you were a teenager and something was going on and you made an unwise decision because you just wanted to fit in and belong. And now you look back on that. You're like, wow, you know, I wish I would have done something differently. When we talk to our kids about this, we want to be more curious. Like, have you heard about the crowd mentality? When I was telling my daughter that's 21 about that, she goes, I've never heard that before. And oh my gosh, That makes so much sense that that happens. And she said, I see that happen all the time. This looks different depending upon what it is, whether it's your kid is witnessing bullying going on. What are they going to do? How? And you can role play. How are you going to handle that if you see that happening? Who do you want to be? These are all really good things to be talking to our kids about. Number five. We want to reframe from lumping groups of people into categories. We are each individuals belonging, subscribing, and agreeing to different viewpoints. And that does not make us enemies. There can be different opinions without hatred and violence and making somebody else bad because they see things differently. We want to instead focus on how a problem gets resolved, that it's okay to be angry about something. It's how we act out our emotions that can be positive or negative. So we can all be guilty of this, but when you find yourself saying they, or you're lumping a bunch of people together, or you're making it about a political party, and you're not seeing people as individuals, I really think that we need to really challenge ourselves to see people. You know, where can we come together and make a positive impact for change? Number six, monitor how much time you spend online and how much television you're watching. If you are focused on the news, you may want to do some of your watching away from your kids because media can create more anxiety and feelings of depression and being overwhelmed. Now, we all want to know what's going on and be aware of what's happening in our world. And at the same time, monitor your own anxiety and your own news consumption and say, is this making me feel more anxious? Is this good for me? Is this, am I taking care of myself? Is this just getting me more upset? We need to take some breaks where we can all get outside and connect with nature or do things to decompress. So having non-digital time is really important. And number seven, Pay attention to changes in your kids' behavior. Now, I'm just going to say kids are stressed. I'm hearing from a lot of parents right now that kids are really struggling with the remote learning, with COVID, with what they're 
they're witnessing happening in the United States and the world at large. And I know not everybody is living here in the United States. And I'm, I'm grateful we're from, we can really come together around this COVID because it's impacting all of us. But kids are stressed out and they're feeling it. And so, so are we. And so it's really important for us to tune into our kids, to tune into how they're doing, to pay attention. And if you're saying significant changes in behavior, which I know some of you are, your kids have done well in school in the past. And many have reached out to me and said, my kid's now getting D's and F's. Uh, They're not coming out of the room. They're isolating. If you see changes in behavior, you want to be talking to your kids and saying, hey, how are you doing? I can see that you're struggling. How might I support you? Is there anything I can do? And, And if they say, no, I'm fine. Okay. I just want you to know that if you want to talk I'm here for you. And then if it has reached a whole nother level where you need support, reach out to me or reach out to somebody, a therapist or somebody else that you trust and and look into that next steps to getting support for your tween or your teen and yourself. Email me if you're concerned right now and you need any more support because I am here for you. And you can email me at Cheryl at momsoftweensandteens.com. I know that this isn't easy. These aren't easy conversations to have with our kids, yet we do not want to ignore it. We want to be talking. We want to be using this as an opportunity to hold out positive values for our kids. How do we talk about it? How do we disagree with each other and deal with conflict in healthy ways? Gosh, we can learn so much from our kids just by asking them that. What do you think about that? Now, you have to make sure that you don't get defensive if they might even give you some feedback. Like, what do you think? I mean, it's a great question to ask your kids. What do you think I could do better? when I'm getting in conflict with you and we're disagreeing. I would love to hear from you. Now, when they give you that feedback, you gotta bite your tongue, but what a powerful question to ask your kids and to hear what they have to say. And then to say, what can we do maybe as a family to make a positive difference despite all that is going on. Maybe you have a neighbor that's shut in and you can make them some food and drop it off at their front, you know, they're high risk and you can drop off some some food at their front door for them. Or maybe for essential workers, you can, you know, you can uh, write a thank you letter for them. Acts of kindness, proactive things that you can do, leaving a note somewhere where somebody that needs encouragement, You can just, I I heard this like putting up little notes in different places to encourage people. And our kids are full of great ideas. When we ask them, we can learn so much. So next week, I'm going to be back here with Dr. Cheryl Ziegler. She came on and talked about COVID a month ago, and we're going to be back and we're going to be talking about daughters 
and preteen years and puberty and how to have those conversations and celebrate their womanhood and uh, build them up and all of those things lay a real strong foundation for the teen years and the years ahead. So um, make sure to tune into that. So have a great week and thank you so much for joining me. Hey moms, I hope that you found what I shared today helpful and I have some exciting news. I am starting on February 3rd, a three-day live free training and it's called Building a Strong Relationship with Your Tween and Teen, the Crash Course on Conflict, Communication and Connection. If you're struggling right now with your tween or teen and you're tired of disrespectful behaviors and attitudes or maybe they're not doing what you're asking them to do and they seem unmotivated and you want to gain skills on how do you talk to your kids, well then this is the workshop for you. Go to our website, momsoftweensandteens.com, and you will find more information to sign up. Or email me, Cheryl at momsoftweensandteens.com. See you next week, and thanks for joining me.